every great beer is an even better story. Welcome to the Beer Healer Interviews. On the Beer Healer Interviews this week, I'm doing something a little different. This is a bonus episode. You see, I also produce a tech podcast for my real day job at Live Tiles. And this week, I spoke with the Movember co-founder, Travis Garone, about the important issue of men's mental health. Ever the opportunist, I asked him if he would mind killing two birds with one stone and recording some extra content for the Beer Healer interviews. And what do you know? He agreed. It turns out he's a bit of a craft beer lover. So what you're about to hear is a bit of a mashup, a crossover episode if you like. It's my initial chat with Trav, a serious but enjoyable discussion about something that is still a bit of a taboo subject in men's lives, and a cause that I wanted to help support in whatever way I could. Once we got through the serious stuff, we switched over to the topic of craft beer, because as I said, Trav is a fan, and little did I know how much of a fan he was, but I'll tell you more about that in a future episode. So here it is. I hope you get as much out of it as I did. So welcome to the Beer Healer Interviews, Travis Garone. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Great to have you here, mate. Now, let's let's take a quick walk down memory lane with you. It's 2003 and you had, let's call it, a unique idea to raise awareness of men's health issues, didn't you? Yeah, uh, we did. You know, Luke and myself are affectionately known as Lucky um, <laughs> and, and actually is quite lucky. You know, we had an idea. We... Uh, there was a there was basically a sort of a, a simple thing in front of us that um, we kind of just wanted to disrupt the charitable space and create something purely for men. You know, sort of the old saying "by men for men." And I think since two thousand and three, we've just been running and trying to keep up with this thing. You know, to be honest. Yeah, fair enough. Can I pick you up on you said that uh, lucky was lucky? Why so? Oh, look what he created. One of the biggest men's <laughs> health movements on the planet. You know, I mean, he isn't always lucky. I beat him in the first Movember, in the first mustache growing competition. And, uh, you know, I've sort of pipped him at the post ever since. So, um, <laughs> you know, he's, he is a big, big part of, um, you know, the, the, the sort of the ideation of, of Movember and, and, uh, the gift he's given us to the world, you know, men's health. Now, as I said in the opener, you started off with around 30 mates growing it, but by around about 2007, you'd gone global with the movement and things really started to take off, didn't they? Yeah. You know, in 2007, uh, 2003, I, I basically, you know, Luke and I sort of let, let's just email everyone we know. Um, and we, you know, probably out of a hundred odd people and, and, and again, this is the internet was pretty fresh for us, you know, back then, <laughs> you know, we got, a, we got 30 guys and fast forward to 2007, we were creating, uh, you know, the board of directors, um, which Luke and my brother at the, the CEO at the time had sat on. This is that pure, you know, one of our biggest, uh, you know, success factors, I think is the fact that we're just really naive to what we were trying to achieve. Um, if we knew then what we knew now, you just wouldn't do it. You're just like, wow, too hard. Where, where do you even start? But we were just so fresh and bright eyed and, and naive to what we were embarking on that um, in actually in 2007, to get back to your question, um, we expanded into seven countries um, throughout sort of, you know, the Northern Hemisphere in Europe. And when you think now about what it takes to get into one country, we did seven in one, one year. 
Uh, wow. And including running already established Australia and New Zealand, you know, um, and that, that was that was big. That was that was really big. Yeah. I, I I wouldn't do. I wouldn't recommend that. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't recommend that to anyone. Um, we we pulled it off. On behalf of all the people that you've helped over the years, I'm I'm so glad you didn't put this one into the too hard basket because now you've got something like five million participants in the movement and a lot of corporate partners involved assisting you as well. Yeah, yeah, we do. We've had um, we you know we've five or six million that we're aware of. Um, they're the ones wow. that actually physically get on and register on Movember.com or sign up to either growing a mustache, hosting one of our events or, or, you know, sort of doing the move program if you like. So, um, but then again, with those great Aussie blokes and, and dudes out on the street, you know, when you sort of meet a lot of people, you're like, Oh, did you, did you register? And they're like, no, nah, what's that? You know, what do you mean I registered for Movember? And so the number of people that have actually grown mustaches or sort of supported their loved one with a mustache is absolutely, we, we, we just have no idea, you know, I presume it's a lot more than that um over the this is our 16th year you know so and then you know obviously the corporate world and corporate australia have been amazing you know australians in every way shape or form are very very um special humans that you know really know how to give and support it it really has grown i remember doing it back in around about 2006 and being in hobart you'd walk through the street and you'd see other guys growing these dirty moustaches and you'd just look at each other and just give a little nod or a, or a smile, that sort of thing, knowing that you were, you were part of something. It was great. Yeah, the, the Mobro nod, you know, the little sort yeah. of, you know, the little, you know, drop of the, drop of the chin just to acknowledge that um, I'm dealing with something as, as itchy as what you are right now. <laughs> <laughs> and then you've got, you know, the Mo sisters that, you know, like a wink and a, a, wink and a smile when you've got this kind of creepy looking thing on your lip is, uh, it goes a long way. Really, it really yeah. does, you know, yeah. and um, <laughs> it, I still do it today. I even, you know, on the work, way to work yesterday, there's a guy on a bike at the traffic lights here in Melbourne and um, <laughs> we both had a little grin to each other going, yep, I know what you're going through, buddy. No. <laughs> <laughs> For a good cause. And it is a good cause, sort of a bit of the more serious side of the things. I I mentioned in the opening that the statistics on mental health issues in society today are quite confronting. Can you give us a, a bit of an idea of the situation that we're faced with? Uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, um, I think it's very fair and reasonable to say that men's health is in crisis. Um, yep. You know, guys are, are dying too young. Uh, on average, it's about four years earlier than women. Um, and there's no sort of real reason for that. Um, there's no need for that, to be honest. You know, there's, there's still uh, there's still stereotypes about, you know, guys not wanting to talk about, you know, um, their health and their problems. Got guys definitely sort of labor under that stereotype, whether it's true or not. It's sort of it's still a hindrance. Three out of four suicides are by guys in Australia. Wow, I, I didn't know that. Yeah, well, six six blokes take their life every every week in Australia. Wow, wow. So it's yeah, it's I feel sick just saying it. Yeah. You know, you know, prostate cancer is still the most commonly diagnosed cancer in Australian men. Yep. One in six will be diagnosed. By the time I think they're, I think it's about eighty-five or something. Uh, I mean, survival rates are much better, you know, and they're improving. And now it's about sort of, you know, living with or beyond having the prostate cancer. You know, we also look at testicular cancer as well, which is the most common common cancer in young young guys. Yep. And a hu- almost, mm, I think it's just under a hundred percent, like ninety-eight odd percent of guys with 
testicular cancer or being diagnosed, you know, uh, we'll survive it. That's that's kind of that's kind of not the problem. It's about that quality of life and everything that goes after that. So yeah, yeah. it's uh, yeah, it's it's still there's a lot to do, you know. And I talked about being naive from the start. It's, it's once you sort of realise that um, you know these numbers are still so serious, you kind of you kind of realise that also, also millions of dollars are great, but it, it, it takes billions of dollars to really yep. have significant impact. So I thought, and Luke, you know, we thought 10 years would, <laughs> again, naive, huh? Like 10 yeah, years would, yeah. we'd, we'd only need to do this for, but we're realizing that, um, you know, we've only we've only just begun. Yeah, and it, and it seems the other way. Like in the last sort of five to ten years, that the mental health issue that you also address seems to be getting worse and worse. Or is it, it just is, there's more it, awareness, perhaps? Uh, there's a, listen. There's a lot more awareness, um, which is a good thing. Um, generally speaking, you know, I, I think anyone with serious mental health, you know, issues and problems don't want to always be reminded every time they sort of open their eyes to the world that, you know, it's, it's a thing, but it, we have, to, we have to do this. We have to, um, I think the numbers are getting worse and we, we need to break down this, the stigma of, of, um, masculinity and just get guys to feel comfortable, um, that they can talk to someone. And, you know, one of the biggest things I I've learned along the Movember the journey is the fact that, you know, I, I wholeheartedly went into this thing going, you know, guys don't talk and, you know, the old Aussie, she'll be right, mate, kind of mentality. Uh, well, guys don't care about their health. You know, that was such a big driver, f- you know, for why we came up with, you know, growing a mustache and having this sort of catalyst for conversation or this billboard walking around, you know, walking around town. And guys do care. You know, they care just as much as the women in our lives. And they they do they do talk. We just need to be able to give them a platform, give ourselves a platform and 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 more of a breathing space to have the kind of conversations that we want to have with the kind of people we want to have them with. So yep. um, you know, it's definitely all there. Uh, we live in a huge country, as you're absolutely well aware. Um, you live in one of the nicer parts, to be honest. But um, <laughs> you know, it's it's a big place. Distant, the tyranny of distance, and um, yeah. you know, making sure that people can stay and guys can stay socially connected is a absolutely huge, important part of this. It sounds terrible to say that it's going to get worse before it gets better. I mean, how much worse could it get? There, there are people dying, as you say, so often, and we've all been touched by suicide in our lives pretty much these days. It's it's crazy. Yeah, it it, it absolutely is, you know, and I, you know, I don't even want to say this, but I think it is going to get a little bit worse before we get better. And I think Australians are definitely of the mindset that, you know, stuff's going to get bad before we break through the other side. So I know we're all a resilient bunch, but um, just the numbers, I just think of the guys that we're going to lose over the, over the course of the next however many months or years, you know, and what we're all doing, what we're all doing about it, you know, and that's, yeah. um, you know, I'm super proud of Movember's a, a big team and I'm so, so proud of you know what? We're we're just having a crack, right? We're just trying to yep. leave the world in a better place than what we found it. That's yep. all. That's you know? nice. It's interesting. I'm in my forties, and for the first time ever in my working career here at Life Tiles, I was faced with a colleague dealing with a mental health issue, and okay. I'll, I'll be the I'll be the first to say that I was completely unprepared for it, and it was really challenging for me. But you know, to Life Tiles credit, they were one hundred percent all in on supporting everybody involved. Are you finding that sort of companies are having to 
get with the program, if you like, and and take this issue more seriously because it's, it's no longer good enough to be able to sort of bury your head in the sand. Um, yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sort of the same. I'm, I'm mid-40s. Um, don't know the exact number, but I know there was some research in it. I think one of the sort of the spikes in in you know, suicide within men is in their early 40s. Uh, I have the same thing. I've sort of dealt with some very, very close special people in my life that also have, you know, danced with the devil, so to speak. So it's, you know, companies have to, you know, they have to have uh, show a level of, you know, care and responsibility and, and be prepared for the tough conversation, you know, um, none of us, uh, again, it's very hard to say, you know, you, you know, but when, when people are struggling so much and so courageous, huh? When you see colleagues and whatnot that get out of bed every morning and, and face the world, whether they, they are wearing their mask or not, you know, it's, um, I, I think it's, it's, it's the other people that have the, have the responsibility to understand and have the responsibility to check in with your colleagues or check in with your mates. And, you know, it's so easy to not check in. That's the easiest thing to do. Yeah. Right. Yep. It is avoid, you know, the path of least resistance kind of thing or, you know, the uh, kind of the niceties of, Hey mate, how you going? What's going on? How's the, how's the missus or whatever, you know, it's, having those second and third questions, you know, that you can really sort of dig deep and, you know, it's, it's again, and I'll, I'll take this back, you know, prostate cancer, someone said to me many, many years ago, oh, God, you guys made sort of prostate cancer sexy, huh? You know, you, it's now okay to talk about, and it's now okay to be, you know, go and get checked and, you know, whether that's your PSAs or a physical exam, whatever it is, you know, and also researchers and, and whatnot, they used to go st- straight out of sort of, you know, university and, and, medical school straight into like breast cancer or, or malaria because they're well-funded. Prostate cancer is now quite well-funded and, you know, it's attractive for, for people, you know, smart minds to go and sort of tackle it. Mental health is the same, right? We're, we're still in that awkward phase of trying to, yeah, absolutely. I don't know, expose it or make yep. it a, a common, you know, a, you know, common conversation, if you like, yeah. and um, from both sides, you know. Mate, actually on that point, during that that time in my working life where we had had this issue that we were dealing with, one of the guys who I you know really respect, he he said to me when when I was having trouble dealing with it, he said, "What if that person had cancer or had lost an arm, was losing their hair, and you could actually see the pain that they mm. were going through? Would that make you understand more? Would that change your reaction to his situation?" And it was like it was like smacking me in the face with a bat. I was like, "Yeah, it would." It really would, but because I can't see what that person is going through, I really had had trouble relating and and understanding. Yeah, well, it, absolutely. You know, I think humans we need numbers. Yeah. <laughs> we need numbers in our yep. lives to sort of help guide us, whether that's driving the car at a certain speed, or you know, knowing bank accounts, or you know, what we need some basic things to help help guide us and a visual aspect is a huge important part of you know how the humans move through the world and when you when you can't see something or you can't label something it takes a whole nother level of understanding and care to be able to want to understand and uh you know you know when you hear the word cancer what you've got and mental health is still 
very broad. It's very specific to the individual, um, whether that's socioeconomical sort of, um, you know, aspect or age. Um, maybe it's, you know, sort of your sexual orientation. I don't know. It's so complex and it can't just be solved with one word you know, or sort of one view of the world, it's really seeking to understand. And I think that's why it is so difficult. You know, I work in the world of branding and, you know, um, different subcultures. And, you know, if I'm in a working with a, um, you know, skateboarding client or a music client or a surfing client, you know, a bunch of surfers, they all kind of relatively look the same. They sound the same. You know, it's a tribe. It's a visual tribe. Mental health is such a, a thing that runs deep inside us that it's not, it's not visible. And the signs of, you know, maybe, you know, they say if, you know, you kind of notice the signs of a colleague or they're going to be quiet or they're not showing up to work. It's a very, I don't know, you have to be very brave to sort of jump straight into, uh, are you struggling with mental health? You know, I'm hearing you. Everyone's got, no one knows what goes on behind closed doors in people's lives. And it might just be an issue with your loved one or it's something very simple. So you can't also kind of, jump. It's tricky. It's so tricky. And it's a daily, I don't know, it's a daily kind of commitment to be able to acknowledge and be sensitive and be aware of this kind of stuff going on around you. And while raising money is is a massive help to, you know, tackling this issue, it's it's not the be all and end all, is it? It's it's definitely not. Um, That original sort of inception of Movember was about starting a conversation. That's all it was, right? It was, let's grow Mo's, let's keep it simple, um, let's, you know, the mustache is our ribbon, it's our badge, it's it's our billboard, it's our advertising, it was kind of everything. And, you know, the, the phrase we kind of used to throw around, oh, we still throw it around, you know, is the mustache is a catalyst for conversation. Yeah. So the money... <sighs> Money is an evil thing, isn't it? It's you know, it, it it definitely moves the masses. It opens the doors. It allows you to sort of ch- challenge and and um, you know, really kind of go after you know, rally governments and different medical organisations and tradition. You know, that's that's the that's the reality of life. But you need both. I mean, and it and millions doesn't do it, right? It is actually billions, you know, that, yeah. that it takes. <laughs> I'm sort of thinking, you know, I'm going to have a mustache for a long time. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, so yeah, having that, having those conversations and changing behavior and then wrap that around with a lot of cash. And, you know, we're in, we're in a good position to really, you know, different. leave the place in a, yeah. In, yeah, in a better state than what we found. What are some of the positive changes you've seen as a result of the efforts of Movember? Listen, personally, um, I've got two uncles up in Darwin um, and very on maybe in the 2007, 2008. These are bloke, blokes, blokes, you know, from the territory. It's tough at the top, you know, blah, blah, blah. And when my uncle goes to me, hey, me and all the boys went and got, you know, prostate checks and all this kind of stuff. And I just went, wow. That is great. This is hard Australia, Best. right? This is this is the target audience of, you know, <laughs> this is the target audience of Bundy Rum. And, you know, we're doing and we, we've got there. So that was a very, you know, that was, I don't know, it was a, 
a real kind of little slap in the face to me personally to say, wow, okay, this is doing what it needs to do. It's, um, I think, you know, the, the challenging of, you know, the concept of masculinity and what that means today in every way, shape and form. I think that's amazing. We're doing, you know, the world's doing some great things to question and challenge and change in that, that regard. Conversations are a lot more prominent. Guys are getting, you know, um, regular checks. I think now it's about living sort of help, have healthier, happier, and longer lives, you know, Um, and we're getting there. And again, you know, we've got a great, a huge demographic at Movember. We've got corporate partners that span very, very sort of different, you know, uh, industries and sectors, if you like. I I was always a, a big fan and very kind of always very much trying to make sure Movember appealed to everyone you know why have why have one when you can have them all kind of mentality let's don't have you know uh, i just i don't know i think it was it was just for guys you know that really and uh we've been able to reach so many corners of the country and the world and hey this it's not Greenpeace or you know um, <laughs> Red Cross by any means, <laughs> and you know you kind of get lost in your own head yeah. sometimes. But you know um, there has been some significant behavioural changes in yeah. guys, and I I think we could honestly put our hands on our hearts and you know our tagline or our mission in life is to change the face of men's health and and it's definitely changing it's really exciting to see well done mate you're doing a great job so mate now i've asked you all of the serious questions i have to know are you a craft beer drinker i am i am i am actually otherwise this would have been shit (laughs) (laughs) crafters in vb you mean no (laughs) i've I've seen a few sort of posts about the support you get from the industry i know down here in tasmania t-bones made a beer with with tommy windsor yes what about what's the partnership with stomping ground all about uh we've had an amazing um sort of relationship with those guys over the last few years um you know they they only, you know, produce their, you know, sort of Movember Pale, I think it's a Pale Ale, um, and big supporters through not only our all of our events as sort of an alcohol alcohol sponsor, um, yep. but, you know, we get to use their event here in, in um, their event space or their kind of the brewery, the restaurant in, yeah. in Abbotsford as well. So oh. awesome guys, great guys and, <laughs> and, and great, great beer. And great beer, huh? Even yeah. better. Yeah. I think – I think the beer's nicer than them, to be honest. No, I don't. <laughs> no, 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 they're they're real bunch of good dudes. On on a serious note, is it sometimes hard to partner with an alcohol company when you know there would be people within the within the community that would maybe see that mm. as a bit of a negative association because it could be considered to be maybe part of the problem. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, since since day one, um, you know, when when we started November. I, through my design studio ad agency, I basically went around to all my clients and sort of said, hey, can you, can you, can you help fund this thing? (laughs) Um, And that was, you know, at the time, Foster's, one of my clients was Foster's and specifically Foster's imported beers. So the polar opposite of craft beer, Um, you know, but they were. Budweiser stuff, was it? No, no, I mean, they were sort of like uh, at the time it was Cronenberg. 1664, Carlsberg, um, I think even Corona was still sort of under that umbrella at that point, Um, and Asahi, the Japanese beer. And Fosters were great. We obviously had a lot of, you know, sort of um, people 
raising the point and um, that, you know, having alcohol, you know, in and around an organization that's um, looking after mental health, uh, you know, is that the right thing to do? And Fosters were great in supporting us at the time. Um, you know, what Movember's really good at is – and it's like this conversation right now. It's just about having open and honest conversations with guys and being able to relate to guys. Movember connects with guys, right? And, yeah, in a, many different ways, shapes, and forms. We can sit comfortably at most tables and have a real conversation, not pretend to be someone we're not. Now, we know a lot of these conversations happen in and around the bar, a bar or yep. maybe, you know, the bar in a, in a, in a rural town, in a country town was a, a meeting point, um, was a place for business, was a place for joy and sorrow. And, you know, so we're very much aware that to keep that realness, I mean, November was founded on keeping it real where, where, you know, people kind of, trust Movember because we, we tell it straight. So to be able to sit down and have a have a beer and a conversation, then it is a very fine line. Yes, we're well aware of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But it's something we, ha- we have to do um, to be real and to live to our values yep. and to be able to connect with guys. So we don't have major partners, alcohol. We don't have, a, you know, we have a lot of rules and regulations on ourselves. We have a lot of, you know, no no go zones or what we call no mo zones. Yep. Um, you know, mass consumed alcohol and everything. Like we've had to say yeah. no to some amazing big big brands. It would really shift the needle, yep. huh? Um, well, that's just cool. because that's cool. of that aspect, and you know, they want to they care about their own health yeah. as well, just because yeah. they might work for a brewery or something. Um, a beer doesn't make you fat anyway. What? <laughs> my wife, I, fat. I don't know what my wife's <laughs> on about. <laughs> yeah. So, mate, on, on, a, on a serious note, so that for those in the craft beer community, what can we do today, tomorrow, next week to help protect our friends, colleagues, families, whatever the case may be, from the black dog that is that is a mental health issue? I think getting together and having an honest beer and an honest conversation and, you know, the way – I love the fact that, you know, craft beer people can get super nerdy, right? Yeah, they and they can. get so into yeah. it, you know. It's like oh, so awesome. I've got a couple of good mates here in Melbourne and some that have just moved over to Adelaide as well. And um, oh, I just see them talking about it with such passion. And I kind of sit back going, well, there's a bunch of guys that are all sort of generally connected via their love and their craft of, you know, that kind of like the mad scientists <laughs> of watching this beer bubble away. And to be able to use those points as um, sort of, I don't know, milestones to check in and yep. have other conversations other than just about the going super deep yeah, nerdy cool. on beer, then that's, I think, a really good thing, huh? It's good for it, everyone. Yeah. It's good for you. It's good for your mates. It's good for yep. your loved ones. So anybody listening to this, maybe the next time you're down the pub having a beer or you're brewing a beer with a mate or whatever, maybe maybe just check in, see how they're going. Yeah, check in and you know what? Check back in. I think that's probably the yep. hardest. That's actually the hardest thing. It's okay to say, hey, mate, how you going? How's, how's you know, family life? How's, how's work? What's been going on? And, you know, and then – helping someone to help unpack their comments, you know, and yep, just, I don't know, try and get, 
I don't know. I, I always like to try and ask someone two or three questions, you know, without being just rude and interrogating someone. <laughs> but, you know, having a natural thing, it's just, I think it's, you know, and then checking back in throughout the week. And it's so easy to pick up. It's, yeah. it's just so easy to, you know, and it might just be a voicemail, you know. Yeah. And look, it's probably one of those things, you know your mates, you know how far you can push them, you know how, how many questions or how far you can go before they're going to tell you to fuck off. <laughs> Uh, just just go right up to the line and just you know see if you can check in with them because it is really important. Yeah, mate. Um, one one other thing, what something is very important. Um, how's your mo looking this month? What are you growing? Uh, it's um, it's a bit greyer than last year, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hearing you. I'm hearing you. Um, I listen. I've kept it really sort of neat. The last few mustaches I've had, um, I've kept them quite you know big and chunky. Um. Oh yeah, this one is bit of a Tom Selleck look. Yeah, I can rock a decent mo. Trust me, I, I was never going to start a competition that I couldn't win. <laughs> With something you were shit at, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, to be honest, I think Lucky did beat me, but anyway, he's not here, so I'll, I'll take the I'll take the, the checkered flag on that one. Um, yeah. yeah, so it's it's got a little natural gap in the middle, and it's sort of it's maybe. A little bit bigger than an Errol Flynn kind of mustache, but um, yep, yep. I'm going nice. kind of neat at the moment. Nice. Keep it Sounds neat. good. Keep it tight. Yeah. And for all of those uh, Mo Bros and Mo Sisters, craft beer lovers, blokes, women, whatever out there in the community this month, uh, get along to the uh, end of uh, November parties, end of Mo- Movember parties, I should say. Yep. They're happening all around the country, aren't they? Yeah, they are. And specifically, um, you know, sort of the, our most – I don't know. Uh, the one we're all excited about is uh, the Mobro, Mo, the Mo, the Mo, Mobart, Mobros. Mobart, Mobart. Yeah. So on the on the thirtieth, use your words. Yeah, <laughs> on the thirtieth of of November on Saturday. So in about Excellent. three Saturdays, I think. That's the shout out to Tommy Windsor and, uh, and Tommy the boys at uh, T Bone Brewing. Fantastic. Loves a beer, that boy. Yeah. Loves a craft beer. <laughs> <laughs> nice, mate. Uh, look, thanks thanks again for joining me today on this uh, bit of a crossover episode between my work and my personal life. I just thought it was really important to try and spread the message of Movember uh, in, all, in all avenues that I can because it's, it's great what you're doing. Uh, you've really opened my eyes to, uh, you know, the – the scourge that is mental health and but also, you know, maybe some ways that we can sort of help to make things a bit better for those people who are dealing with, with problems or or those people that are supporting those people dealing with the problems because, yeah. uh, mate, you're doing great work and, and on behalf of, uh, you know, society, I suppose, thanks very much. Thank you. And, I, you know, hey, Movember started over a couple of beers. So, you know what, up. going to the pub and having a couple of, couple of good craft beers with your mate, who knows yeah. what's going to happen. Right? Good on you. Cheers, mate. Thanks for your time today. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks for tuning in to another Beer Healer interview. I really hope you guys enjoyed the episode as much as I did. If you want to follow along with more Beer Healer content, you can check out my Facebook, YouTube and Instagram pages. Just search Beer Healer or you can visit beerhealer.com. If you like the podcast, can you please help me spread the word by subscribing and rating it and sharing it with your beer-loving friends. <laughs>